Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Ephesians chapter 3. If I give this one a title, it would be, we have no idea. (laughs) And I mean that in the very best possible way. Like, wow, we have no idea what God has done for us and what God continually wants to do in us, even to the point that we can't even imagine the good things that God has for all of us. And it's worth celebrating. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for everybody who does. And I was listening to someone the other day. They sent me, or I was I was reading, someone sent me one the other day, and they said that they have read more of the Bible since subscribing to the podcast than ever before. And so I want to say thank you so much. And thank you for letting us know that you're engaging with God's Word. It really does help us. And so thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel, commenting emailing us and also for the podcast thank you so much for listening for telling people about us we can really see those numbers growing as more people are engaging with god's word please leave us a five-star review and leave us a review because it really helps us to know what we're doing that's working and anything we're doing that maybe we need to do more of okay also where we all gather together at the facebook discussion group the bible breakdown discussion there's an amazing team that is constantly just just putting out wonderful, wonderful information and devotions for us. I want to say thank you to them so very much. Well, if you have your Bibles and open up with me to Ephesians chapter 3, we have no idea the goodness that God has for us and what he's constantly doing in us. And as we get ready to get into this, remember that Paul is writing to a church that is very spiritually aware. They understand the spiritual world that's all around them, that there's angels and there's demons, there's good, there's evils, all these different things, and they're still pursuing God. And he's saying, man, you have no idea the good things that God has for you. And so the overall theme of Ephesians is that God's plan for us is to grow and become everything that he has made us to become and to be and to do, and that it is more amazing than we can imagine. And I love this because what Paul is going to do in chapter three is he's going to He's going to explain to us the purpose and God's plan for us and that he wants to put us on display for the world because we talked about yesterday that he has called us his masterpiece. And then I love the prayer that Paul prays for them and that we can claim for us ourselves and about the mighty power that God has for us. Let's jump into this. This is so good. Let's just read this and just kind of enjoy God's word together. So if you're ready, Ephesians 3 verse 1 says this. When I think of all of this, all right, go ahead and pause. If you remember, in the past couple of chapters, Paul is saying that God has put us on display for all of heaven's angels, all of hell's demons, for everyone of all time to look at the church and go, look at how much the king of the universe loves this creation, that though they have fallen, he has raised them back to life again, and that it's a gift of grace. We can't earn it. All we can do is receive it. And he's put us on display as his refrigerator art, his masterpiece. And he's saying, when I think of all of this, verse 1, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know that God gave me this special responsibility of extending this grace to you Gentiles, as I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. 
And as you read what I have written, you'll understand my insight into the plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now, by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body. Both enjoy the promise of blessing because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Now, pause. Remember, that's what we talked about yesterday. That was the the masterpiece, the work of, of art, is that God took the Gentiles and the Jewish people, and he made them into one new glorious creation. That's the work of art that he was talking about. Verse 8. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety so that all unseen rulers to all the unseen rulers and heavenly realms this was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our lord because of Christ and our faith in him we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence so please don't lose heart because of my trials here for i am suffering for you so you should feel honored now what's he talking about he's saying you know i'm in prison you know i'm in prison for preaching the gospel but I'd have it no other way because I was able to share with you that now because of Christ, you can come boldly into God's presence and be unashamed. So he's like, I have no regrets. It's the most wonderful thing I can think of is to tell you about this eternal truth that you have. I think it's amazing. Now he's going to finish up with talking about an amazing prayer that I'm going to pray over us today as I read it. Here we go. Verse 14. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might even ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Wow. What Paul just said was, my prayer is that you would experience the powerful, amazing love of God. And that once you experience it, you would realize that God's got even more for you. And so as we close up our time together today, I would say, we have no idea. We have no idea the immense power and love that God has for all of us. If you think about it, how much love would it take for you to die 
for the greatest person ever. Like, I don't know whoever the greatest person ever. Like we usually have like this continuum, right? Like, like at the bottom of the list, like the worst of the worst, we have like Hitler, right? I mean, like he's, he's a pretty bad guy. So let's put him at the bottom of the list. He's like the worst human. And you go to the very top of the list. Like who is the best human other than Jesus to ever live? Uh, yeah, like Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, you know, someone like that. Like what would it take for you to die for Mother Teresa, for Billy Graham, right? Like I'm probably not, but I'd at least consider it, right? Because they're going to do great things. They're going to save a lot of people, right? What would it take for you to die for Hitler? Nothing. <laughs> I am not going to die for that dude, right? He, he is gone. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. God loves us so much that he died for Mother Teresa. He died for Billy Graham. You know who else he died for? The lowest of the low of the low. The Bible says in Romans 5 eight. God demonstrated his great love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He had enough love to die for the least of these. And then not that, but so that if we would receive him, we would have the ability to become children of God. And then to realize that his power is working within us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ask or think. In other words, if you could take your imagination and really think on it and come up with, God, this is who I want to become in you, that that would even begin to scratch the surface of what God can do in you. Therefore, the greatest miracle you could ever hope for has already happened, and that's your salvation. And if God can do that, nothing is impossible. Do you have a broken place in your life? Maybe because of an unmet expectation, maybe a hurt Maybe something that's so big and so terrible that it's hard for you even to think about. You know, the amount of hurt we experience is the difference between expectation and delivery. If you expect something great and then it only becomes this, the distance between that is the amount of hurt we experience. Maybe you have miles of hurt that you're experiencing. Maybe you have a broken relationship that you hope God can mend, but you're not so sure because it just seems impossible right now. Or maybe it's a health concern or maybe maybe you're just, just tired with all the things in life. Can I tell you? Whatever the greatest issue in your life is, is nothing compared to God. That God has the ability to do above and beyond exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. And so the more we get to know him, the more we find ourselves in his love, the more we realize we have no idea what a great God we truly serve. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that you're with us and you are for us in all things. God, that you surround us. Lord, that you are doing more than we can imagine. I pray today, God, that we'll experience your power and your love, and we will know that you are for us, and that that will cause us to dream big, to go far, and to believe big. And to Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. But don't forget, God's word says in Ephesians 2, verse 10, for we are God, say it with me, masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we may do the good things he planned for us long ago. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Ephesians chapter 4.